0: we're here to master 3D. We're not here to ascend beyond our physical body. We're here to integrate it. And again, it's like, you can't really graduate from you know third dimension until you master it. So that's sort of my belief around there. As far as timeline, who knows? I mean, it could be a hundred years. It could be 10 years. It could be a thousand years, hundred thousands of years. I think when we worry about it is when we are distracted from the work at hand. Welcome to the Healing
1: Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection, clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity, and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the Ascension. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the next episode of the Healing Cocoon podcast. I am your host, Jacoby Gray, and today we're talking with Chelsea J. Bear. And I'm really excited about this chat because we get to go deep on some pretty hardcore spiritual stuff. So we're talking Pleiadians, Lemurians, uh, 3D versus 5D. And all of these concepts may be quite new to some people if you've just sort of begun your healing journey. And I I don't want to make the assumption that everybody... um, believes that their healing journey is a spiritual journey. But what does tend to happen as you start to heal and you come back into a state of wholeness, you also come back into a state of oneness. And through that oneness, you open up to whatever form of spirituality uh, serves you. So that could be religion. It could be like me, like believing in all of these interdimensional realities it's whatever serves you, but ultimately healing is wholeness and wholeness is oneness. So with that preface, let's get into the episode and uh, we're talking with Chelsea and she's actually the founder of She Makes Bank. So Chelsea is an intuitive channel and I guess a spiritual guide plus entrepreneur. And she helps other conscious entrepreneurs and newbie business owners launch and run their own purpose-led businesses. And Chelsea's own journey, she stepped into her gifts in her 20s. And uh, through that process, ended up creating an online business. And while she was doing the typical sessions of, I guess, channeling interdimensionals for people who were seeking advice for the typical things around love and money, uh, there were other people who were coming to her, generally spiritually based business owners, who were coming to her asking questions around how do I run a spiritual business and Chelsea saw a gap in the market there and also felt quite called to start shifting her own business from just being a channel into helping, I guess, these uh, consciously based businesses evolve and expand and essentially empowering women to make money and empower more women, which I'm all for. So it's a really juicy chat and I hope you enjoy it. Let me know in the DMs. Well, In the Urban Ascension DMs. I'm not across the Healing uh, Cocoon podcast DMs. I had to kind of like make a choice there about which DMs I was going to service. So, Urban Ascension DMs, but definitely drop comments on any of the episode posts that you see on our Instagram. It's the Healing Cocoon podcast. And without further ado, Chelsea J. Bear. I was reading on your website. I was thinking, how do I explain to people what a cosmic channel is? And this is what I kind of found. And then I'd love you to kind of extrapolate on that. But a cosmic channel means that you channel messages from light beings of a higher consciousness for the healing and spiritual advancement of humanity. And now the strategic and professional advancement of individuals, I guess, moving into like conscious business.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of, I'm not saying I coined the term, but when I kind of thought like my intuitive channel, I mean, there's angelic channels there's so many different variations I was like well what do I really do and I I really do I talk to ETs and light entities outside of this sort of planet so yeah
1: that's really cool (laughs) so can we go back to the beginning was this something were you born with this gift or was this something that awakened and was there some kind of huge awakening moment for you uh a deep healing that had to occur in order to access these gifts tell me a bit about how this came online for you
0: i never really worked with my gifts or thought of myself as con or as psychic um until i was about 28 or 29 i'm 34 now but my parents tell me when i started doing this work you know my nanny uh told me like my i'm an adult i don't i still don't have a nanny but she messaged me and she's like i remember when you were two or three in your lane on the kitchen table telling everyone that you're from Mars and you would tell each of us what planet we were from. And she just was like, it feels very much like it's tying all in. And I remember I could feel things as a child, just really, I'm like, there's something else in this room, not scared, but I just, I had that, um, sense that there was a whole different, different world going on, but I just didn't know how to sort of conceptualize it. But basically, I was very lost. I was a party girl. I mean, if I was a celebrity, I would have been hanging out with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan in the early 2000s. Like I was just that type of girl.
1: Wouldn't we all?
0: Yeah. I think we all went through that phase. (laughs) I'm like, it's fun till it's not fun anymore. But, um, and I started just healing on the physical level. So I started eating cleaner, drinking less, no more party drugs, uh, running that type of thing. And I feel like that really helped me prepare for the spiritual aspect, even though I didn't know that was coming. And so I actually had my spiritual awakening in Australia. I moved from California to Australia. And it's like, as soon as I hit the land, something inside of me just opened up and I just started having psychic experiences, um, ghost experiences, but positive ones where I just could tell, like I would wake up and there'd be spirit standing over my bed, watching me in a loving way, but also creepy. And so I just thought I need to explore what this is. And again, even at this point, I didn't think, oh, I'm psychic or I'm intuitive. I just didn't really even know those terms. I didn't know what a channel was. And I just started following the breadcrumbs, Googling a lot of stuff, um, and then heard about the Pleiadians and that kind of felt like a deep knowing. And so I just kept unraveling the yarn, so to speak.
1: So much to unpack there. First of all, for our listeners, who or what are the Pleiadians?
0: The Pleiadians are light beings. Um, They're kind of like our cosmic cousins or like cool aunt and uncles. They're just a little bit farther down in their ascension process. Uh, They live, I mean, there's an entire sort of cosmic ecosystem called the Pleiades star system and there's thousands of planets within that so it's not like they come from one planet but more one section of um when we look up into the sky they have ascended to a fifth dimensional reality or higher and so they kind of know what it's like to be in a third and fourth dimensional reality and so they like to offer us guidance and sort of (laughs) words of advice i guess is the best way to put it so a lot of people will have a deep connection to the Pleiadians for that purpose of transmitting um, messages from them or guidance to help make Earth a little bit easier. Hmm. We could really use that right now. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like, a lot of people are like, why don't they come down and save us? I'm like, bro, you did not come down to Earth to be saved. I'm sorry, but that's just not how it works. Mm,
1: a little bit disappointing to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they want us to be empowered and sort of, you know, they don't really view it as we need to be saved, but they want us to be empowered to create the shifts on our own. I mean, that's how you learn. You don't jump from being a toddler to an adult. You go through all those beautiful periods, like in puberty and whatnot, to really understand what it means to be a human, you know? So it's the same mm-hmm. thing on our growing scale.
1: Yeah. And so you talked about um, different dimensions and on earth we're in the third dimension and you're saying that the Pleiades are on the sixth or seventh dimension
0: yeah I feel like they start at a fifth it's and it can go up so it's not like they're only condensed to one dimensional reality it's Mm. kind of hard to explain because time's not linear for them so I feel like there's just so much for us that we wouldn't even be able to put into words in human words but I see them as uh as a collective consciousness that starts at a fifth dimensional reality. So that frequency and then kind of expands outward, but I wouldn't see them as, um, gosh, it's, it's hard to put it. It's like, there are entities that are at a higher frequency, but there's no hierarchy. Mm, It's just more of a choice. Once you get to a fifth dimensional reality, it's like, um, for the soul process and purpose of growth, it's like, what do we want to experience now?
1: Yeah. Okay. And so there is a lot of talk right now in the spiritual circles about 5D reality and flipping from 3D to 5D. And I'm always curious about, well, that fourth dimension, which I think is where people are starting to wake up to spirit. Mm -hmm. Am I right? And they're starting to experience both the light and the dark. And we move through that awakening field into a 5D consciousness. What are your thoughts and how far away do you think we all are on our healing journey into making that shift as a collective consciousness from 3D into 5D?
0: It is so, um gosh, okay. So I had a session where this question was asked and they don't give exact answers. They're kind of giving riddles because they don't want to give too much. They just want to give breadcrumbs, but I think And this might upset people, but I think a lot of people believe after this lifetime that we're all just going to go to 5D. And they asked this particular client, they're like, well, what if you don't? And she's like, well, then what's the point? And they're like, there's the lesson. There's the growth. So the Palladians are hundreds of thousands of human years ahead of us. I'm not trying to dictate a specific timeline, but I think it takes a little more time than we think. But things could also move faster. I think what's probably more beneficial is to not worry so much about being more 5D or it's, to me, it feels like the same as saying, I'm trying to be more enlightened. It's that kind of feeling for me. And so I think so many people, I've had clients where they're like, I'm being more 5D and like I'm in this fifth dimensional reality. I'm like, dude, I just saw you troll someone on Facebook I think it's best to worry less about the fifth dimensional reality because it's sort of, um, you know, what, what's that cliche thing? It's like, it's the journey. It's not the destination. And I think it's a really, I think it's a nice distraction. I think it's an easy way to escape to be like, Oh, we're just going to go to this better place. My firm belief is we came down here to, to really master the third dimension and a bit, little bit of the fourth dimension, whatever that means. But we're here to master 3D. We're not here to ascend beyond our physical body. We're here to integrate it. And again, it's like, you can't really graduate from, you know, third dimension till you master it. So that's sort of my belief around there. As far as timeline, who knows? I mean, it could be a hundred years. It could be 10 years. It could be a thousand years, hundred thousands of years. I think when we worry about it is when we are distracted from the work at hand.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Yeah. So the whole purpose
1: of being in this 3D realm is to master the 3D realm. And the idea of the 5D is to give us some understanding of where we're going, perhaps to help enlighten us in the 3D, but maybe we'll never escape it as long as we're an earthling.
0: Uh, Yeah, maybe Earth is just always meant to be a third-dimensional reality. I mean, there's so much we don't really know, understand. But I think I think what's beautiful about, you know, it's like how 5D is such a big cultural phenomenon, at least in the spiritual world, I think it's powerful to think, well, what is the fifth dimensional reality defined by it's defined by unity and no more separation, no more titles. So, I mean, we're human, this isn't like bashing anyone, but think about someone it's like, they find out they're Pleiadian starseed and then they change all their Instagram and social media profile to Pleiadian starseed. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a title. So that's creating separation which is actually taking you farther away, you know, I'm doing quotes, but farther away from that fifth dimensional reality. So we're humans. We just we love titles. We love um being able to have a separate identity. And so that's what we're trying to understand and work through, which will take us closer closer to a fifth dimensional reality.
1: Well said. So <laughs> tracking back in your journey then, was there um you were a party girl what was there a defining moment where you decided to get clean was there a trauma was I mean not you don't necessarily have to divulge but were you at a low point or what was the inspiration to actually clean up your life was that an inner calling do you think just back to back to the gifts you were born with
0: I just Felt so shitty all the time. I I can tell you the low point. The low point was it was my 28th birthday and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And someone handed me a tab of acid and I didn't think twice. I just took it. And acid lasts for like 12 to 15 hours. And so that was just like a whole separate thing. But I remember waking up. So my birthday is December 18th. So this was like a couple days before Christmas. And I just was like, who does that? Like, who just like, does that knowing that there's going to be these consequences for, you know, 12, 15 hours. And I just had this aha moment of just, I am so far from myself. I'm so far from my joy. I have no idea who I am. And I just kind of made this conscious decision that I can have everything I want and desire. I can live a fuller life. I have this awareness too. I mean, obviously most people who use drugs are using them to escape. And I just was like, what am I escaping from? So I just started following that path. Basically at the time, I really had no idea it would take me to where I am today. No idea. I just thought I just want to be healthy and not feel so bad all the time.
1: And sometimes that's enough, isn't it? That first step Mm -hmm. Making Mm -hmm. And I like the way you said, I just consciously decided that Mm -hmm. I would step into a much more abundant life. And sometimes it can be as simple as making that decision. And then the steps that unfold from that point. And obviously, there was quite a few steps before you touched down in Australia. But I was really interested when you said uh, that that's when your gifts came online. And do you think there is because there's such a spiritual world with the dream time. And the aboriginal culture in australia do you think there's part of that that activated you
0: i believe so i haven't personally or specifically seen past lives yet on australia but i just the land i've always when i think about it too as a small child i don't know if you guys had this cartoon in australia but it's called rescuers down under and it's like these little mice that are like cartoon mice. They're, I don't know. Uh, but I loved it. And I just, for me, I remember any visual I think of that movie is just the Australian landscape. I mean, it's a great movie. Highly recommend it. It's a cartoon. But I just was like obsessed with that movie and kind of like all things Australian as a little kid. I just loved like the idea of a boomerang. I mean, I know that's so cheesy, but there's just little qualities where I mean, think about how many countries are in the world. And I just was like, attracted to Australia. So I think there just is maybe some past life recognition here. People always tell me, maybe it was you that told me, it's like there's a strong Palladian connection here as Mm, well. Yeah. So I feel like it's something to do with that. And the land masses themselves, um, I think there's like a Lemuria connection as, as well. It just, it feels like it's just a number of things, but the land, I just, when I see like that red soil, I'm like, oh, I'm home
1: wow that's beautiful when you feel like when you finally find where you belong and you're activated in that space it's really empowering
0: i just want to say too my astro photography is really good in australia too for this lifetime i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that but those are yeah. like the it's your astrology but based on land markers on the planet the lay of the land yeah yeah
1: I'm interrupting this awesome chat to tell you about one of my all-time favorite creations, the Chakra Meditations. A potent combination of yoga nidra, binaural beats, and the chakra system. These meditations are designed to guide you into a deep state of relaxation where your nervous system can totally decompress and create the space for healing. I took my time crafting these meditation scripts because I wanted to make sure they resonated with every ounce of truth, transformation, and light I could hold. Each individual meditation addresses the specific attributes of each chakra and has a soundscape composed by source vibrations that is attuned to the frequency of each chakra as well. So from the main root aspects of prosperity, grounding, and belonging, all the way up to the bliss, self-reflection and enlightenment of the crown chakra. Each meditation is going to take you on an intricately curated journey to energetic freedom. You can download them via the link in the show notes of this episode or on our website urbanascension.co That's C-O, not com, urbanascension.co under the chakra banner. I can't wait for you to experience their magic. Yeah, I still quite haven't done mine yet, but maybe I should. I'm trying to figure out where I belong right now, which continent. So it could be a good time that to look would be into that.
0: perfect for it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you just mentioned Lumeria, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people may, well, I don't want to make any assumptions, but people potentially have heard about Atlantis,
0: Mm -hmm. Lumeria
1: is kind of like one step along in that chain I guess of when you dive down the rabbit hole could you explain a little bit about what these lost cities or ancient places are
0: yeah as far as I know so I only share what I've been shown I try not to google too much at least not anymore but I just see them as ancient civilizations I mean very ancient that were on their way to doing something great. And then how I see it is the collective of earth and everyone who's in charge of earth was kind of like, we're not there yet for the human consciousness. And so they pulled back, meaning the the ascension and growth process. Um, also trial and error. I mean, earth is all about trial and erroring and we've seen that so many times, but they're basically very advanced spiritually and te- technologically societies. Um, that eventually collapsed because things weren't working out. So I know from what I've seen with Atlantis, the fall was they became so uh, advanced in technology that it became almost into the wounded masculine of just really trying to, I wouldn't even know because they haven't shown me, but just kind of what I understand when they showed me images, it just the fall of that society was because they were they were too focused on like um Uh, power and that type of thing and then it's a little bit
1: unnerving because I feel like that's potentially what's happening right now
0: (laughs) I know that's what made me really uncomfortable when they showed me I was like so (laughs) yeah it made me feel really uncomfortable as well I but then again it's like I'm not a hundred percent sure it's just when they showed me they're like oh it was just it was a lot of things and I mean we've seen this with a we um it's been seen kind of throughout the cosmos as well. It's just when there's like too much power and it becomes too unbalanced into the wounded masculine. I'm not sure what the collapse looked like. I'm like, what do you mean the collapse? Like, does this happen all at once? Or like, is it a slow demise? So I get that though. I'm like, mm, it feels like we're here again. So yeah. I will say we're not as spiritually as advanced as they were. So it, To me, it felt like it was light entities incarnated on earth where we're more I mean we're humans I mean we are light beings uh, to our core but mm. yeah not sure
1: I wonder if we become an ancient civilization that ultimately was the cause of its own demise I wonder what we will be referred
0: to the earthlings yeah well yeah, it'd be just like a marker. And the thing too, that my guides have showed me, they're like, you know, when we think about Atlantis, I don't know the exact timeline, but let's say Atlantis was 10,000 years ago. They were like, they make fun of me because it's like humans, we get so focused. They're like, that wasn't the only thing going on at that time. That was just one, you know, community or society. I was like, oh, really? They're like, yes, there was a ton of other civilizations doing their thing as well. Um, on different planets or on earth on earth well when we think of atlantis it was just one continent that as uh, i as i see it went below water for whatever Mm -hmm. reason but they're like Mm there was the rest of earth doing earth things and they're like they all survived i was like oh yeah okay so we're good like
1: (laughs) (laughs) and what about lemuria what was its downfall
0: I'm not sure if it had a downfall as I've, they've shown me the Lumerians were like, can I cuss? they were like, absolutely. Oh. They're like, fuck this earth is, is going to go through some shit. We don't really, we're just going to do our own thing and not, and not do earth. I, that's like literally the most basic explanation because sometimes they'll only show me images. So I just have to decipher the images through my own translation system that was kind of the vibe where they're like, hmm, I, I'm not sure about this. So maybe we'll back out. What have you heard about Lemuria?
1: Look, I don't know a whole heap about it other than that it is another ancient civilization with, with light beings. Yeah. But I wonder when you say, okay, we're backing out of Earth, like what does that look like? How does one, how does an entire civilization remove themselves from planet Earth and where do they exist now?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's people that say they went into, what's that Mount Shasta? And I think it's in California. They all went into the mountain. Like you know what?
1: I'm going to pay Mount Shasta a visit. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> like they, they went and became like mole people. I mean, that's like a crude way to say it, but I, I wonder that too. I'm like, do you guys just all fail at the same time? Or, and again, that might not even be the right translation, but it felt more like Atlantis had a fall and Maria decided a different route. And I think this is all connected to whoever's in charge of Earth and just kind of like watching all of us players play out our roles and kind of seeing all the different timelines at play and figuring out what's best and what's going to work out and what's not.
1: So, I mean to that point we're at a bit of a crisis point it feels like on planet earth we've got the COVID pandemic we're we've got the impending doom and science of you know global warming and climate change um but these there are people like you on the planet who have access to higher information Mm -hmm. and you're here to be a channel how do you think we're meant to interpret that and and what, how, what do you feel your purpose is through sharing that?
0: I feel like everything we've been going through these last couple of years and the next few years to come is really the universe just shaking that dirty old rug and all the dust is flying around and coming to the surface. And now we have to face everything. I don't feel as doom and gloom about it as everyone else, but I do... Especially, God, that movie that just came out. Don't, Don't look, look up. up uh,
1: I'm I just, obsessed with it. I was, I cried my yeah. eyes out. I was devastated for humanity, but there was also hope inside me because I was like, someone made that film, someone yeah. sees. And everybody who yeah. watches that will have a, a seed of knowing implanted in their consciousness, yeah. whether they whether they understand the full depth of that film or not. But sorry, Thank keep going. I'm just excited. No,
0: but that's like my partner and I were just talking about it, how there was people, so this is, I'm saying like, oh, you know, it's hard. I don't buy into the doom and gloom, but then, you know, I see people arguing, basically perpetuating the same ideas and themes in that film, but they're arguing about the film. And I'm like, Like, god you guys not to say like they missed it because who knows what they think but I just was like oh shit (laughs) we're in trouble because the people are literally doing the same shit in the movie about the actual movie it was weird like moment it's like an inception moment isn't it it was it just Mm. and I just imagine the writer director is probably just like cracking up because I'm sure he knew I'm sure he was like people are gonna do exactly what we say in the film. So from that perspective, I'm like, oh, shucks, we really need to, it's hard. So as a society, as I see all great uh, civilizations um, outside of earth are very highly technologically advanced. I mean, just crazy advanced. So, you know, when people say like, oh, we need to get rid of social media or the internet or technology and just be living in the trees or whatever, Like that sounds really great, but if we really do want to advance, like technology is going to be there, whether we like it or not, it's just integrating it in a healthy and balanced and aligned way. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. That's okay. Suddenly I was about to
1: ask you about AI and then I went, okay, okay, okay. We need to, (laughs) let's." there's so much to talk about. And also when you mentioned previously past lives, and I wanted to touch on that as well, I'm wondering, you know, how many people out there are even able to track along with this. So I'm trying to pick up all the pieces and give, oh, and give explanations goodness. as we go, because I, otherwise really? you and I could rabbit about, on about this forever. Well,
0: this is like what we do too. It's like, we just go through so many different rabbit holes. Where I'm like, I forgot what we were even talking about.
1: But I think so. We've
0: covered a lot. We have covered a lot. And I think though, I
1: did want to come back to past lives. And I know that, um, you've been accessing the Akashic records for a long time, but have sort of recently explored that with people as a, as an individual offering um, separate to being a cosmic channel. And I guess people will say, well, what's the difference? So first of all, what is different between channeling the Akashic records versus channeling say the Andromedans or the Pleiadians?
0: Mm. So if I were to open your records, it would be information for you From you, meaning from your higher self. So from the perspective of every incarnation that you have lived and possibly will live and your higher self and your soul, because it's your record. So it's from your perspective. When I am channeling, say, the Andromedans or Palladians, we as living creatures, whether we're ETs or humans or whatever it may be, we can only share from our perspective. And so that's why we go to the Pleiadians and ask for help, but their word is not bond. And I tell people in the beginning of channeling sessions, I'm like, just because they say this doesn't mean they know all. They know more, but they're only speaking from their perspective, from their own experiences. So that to me is more the difference. Um, they can tap in to your energy field and your consciousness, of course, and be able to tap into what is the most aligned answer or message for you. But that would just be the overall differences. It's from the perspective of perspective of you as like your fullest essence, or the perspective of a high, a higher being who has just lived a more quote unquote more life than you, more expanded life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: for someone who's going through their healing journey, what would be the benefit of them having an Akashic record reading and reaching back into their past lives?
0: I think if you are an individual where you're noticing patterns, things that keep repeating themselves, and you really can't get to the root of it or really understand, and you kind of want a more bird's eye view understanding of whatever those patterns or issues may be in your life that are repeating, that would really benefit you to get an Akashic record reading with an actual reader. But you can read your records yourself. So if you're like, where should I move? Or should I leave my job? Kind of more basic questions where it's kind of like you might even know the answer, but you just want some extra guidance. I find then you can read your own records as well for that. I mean, you can read your records for the, the tougher stuff as well. If you, you know, you're a little more advanced, but I would say it's just really about getting uh, on a deeper level with what's going on in your life and what's repeating in your life.
1: Okay, so I guess the next question everybody's going to have is, how do I read my own records?
0: There are so many different prayers out there. Linda Howe is a good place to start. I believe she she has a couple books, which I read. I just self-taught for the Akashic Records, but I also had been working with my psychic gifts for a while, so I knew how the shift would feel in my body personally. Um, I also believe that you can kind of just sit down and set the intention that you want to open your records and you would want to get into a almost trance-like state. So getting in a meditative state and grounding and clearing your energy field. I like to see myself floating up into the cosmos and then kind of into this beautiful library. And then from there, just asking your question, you know, why am I having issues in my relationship or why is my boss being so mean to me? Or why do I continue to have the same struggles with money? I mean, love and money career, those are the top issues that we Mm kind to go to. It will be up to you to figure out how you receive messages. So we all have our, um, how many Claire's are there?
1: Five. I mean, I think there's five main ones, isn't (laughs) there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you, maybe you'll hear something and by hearing some people actually do hear, but I think when we say hearing or seeing it's within your mind's eye. So, you know, if you ever get a song stuck in your head, that's how it will kind of sound with the hearing. It's like just a, a memory of something you've heard before. And the same with sight. It's kind of like when you are thinking about what you did yesterday and the images come through, that's how the scene comes through. And then there's feeling and knowing there's all these different clairs. Um, so it's up to you to see, like, play around with it and say, I want to see this, or I want to hear this. Let me feel this and kind of get in tune with how the information shows up in your body.
1: Mm. And I guess that ultimately, that's what a healing journey is. It's, we go through pain because we feel a sense of separation. And that separation is, uh, in our life, is represented by people in our lives, But actually, it's a separation from ourselves and our own soul and our higher self. And so would you say that healing is that process of realigning with the higher self? And I guess detaching from the idea that your pain is caused by someone else. But then through that process, you will start to connect and you will start getting some kind of whether it's sight, sound, um, knowingness, intuition, but as you heal, you do come into a much more complete sense of self where you can access all of those gifts naturally.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think too, part of the healing process is moving away from the ego dance or victim consciousness and recognizing that everything that happens to you is actually happening for you. It's for your highest and greatest good. It's so hard for us to understand that when we're going through heartbreak or we um, are in debt or whatever it may be. But I find that that's such a really beautiful sort of cue for you've elevated to the next level, whatever that next level may be, is when you can say like, okay, what is the lesson here? How is this for me? How is this helping me gain more life lessons on earth so that I can... So that i can sort of form into this highest self that wants to come through in the physical and be integrated in the physical and then from there it's like as you elevate it you're so right it's like you open up it's almost like uh you're blossoming and that's when all the gifts come back online we've always had the gifts they just are dormant sometimes because that's just the process you know i know 19 year olds that are like so psychic and they've been working with their gifts since they were 12. And then it's like me, mine kind of came on when I was 30. It's just, that was the right time for it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that, pro- speaking of that
1: process of elevation, so you awakened and then you built, um, well, you needed a way of, of communicating your gifts and putting yourself out there as a cosmic channel. So you built an online business to put yourself out there. And through that process of helping people, you had to learn all about being an entrepreneur and now the next elevation for you. And the, I guess the download that you got was to step into a conscious business model and actually help people with their online businesses is, can you speak a bit about that next part of your healing journey?
0: Yeah. I I just noticed a huge amount of my clients were coming into, into session. And again, like 90, percent of my clients are actual like in the spiritual realm so they're like Reiki healers or channels themselves psychics whatever it may be and they would come in and ask very specific business questions I mean things where I'd almost have to stop channeling so I'm like I'm not going to ask the light beans how to do a sales funnel like <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you teach me how to
0: take my business evergreen <laughs> Yeah. But like truly they're like, so how do I do marketing? And so I'd come out and like, well, what do you mean? And, you know, as, as opposed to like, what's my purpose or is this the right business career? And I just kind of noticed there's a gap in the market where rightfully so a lot of healers and spiritual business owners are very in their feminine and it's hard for them to tap into that masculine worth energy to kind of move their business forward. You know, there's, there's so much stigma out there. I mean, just without saying most women are healers. I'm not trying to do stereotypes, but you think about like the patriarchy, it's like, let's keep women down and keep them quiet and voiceless. And they can't be making, you know, millions of dollars a year. And so I've just kind of noticed how those sort of societal programming has infiltrated all of us, you know, and this isn't, um, this is a totally different topic. No, 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 I get it. But
1: ultimately feminism
0: is about, yeah, potentially making your own money and being empowered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just realized how many of my clients, uh, again, a majority of them being female were economically disempowered and they had these amazing gifts, but they were playing so small. I mean, there's people where I just was like, you could charge two grand for your sessions because you're literally like healing people. Like they're just so powerful but they're like, you know, charging a hundred bucks and they only see a couple clients per month. I'm like, no, y- you're here to help. Like you're here to serve. And so that's sort of what I noticed is I'm like, oh, I can easily talk about this. And I'm under projector and human design. So I can kind of see all the little details from above. And it just felt right to pivot in my business that way from being not only a cosmic channel, because I'll still channel consciously, like do a conscious channeling in the sessions, but helping spiritual entrepreneurs grow and expand their business.
1: That's beautiful. And I think it's a really like the way your journey is tracked, I feel like is a cool representation of the actual healing journey itself, because Mm -hmm. you're moving along in an unconscious fashion with all of your vices um, blocking you from moving forward which, and your traumas and all those things. And one day you have an awakening. So you drop acid a few days before Christmas and stay awake for like five days and you go, okay, i got to clean my act up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you go into a process of, of awakening and having to face down everything. And for you, it was, you know, receiving all of these messages and having ghosts like friendly ghost experiences. And all of that's really wild for someone else that could really potentially send them crazy. But likewise other people they're dealing with uh, they're stuck in relationships that they don't want to be in that now that they've gotten sober they're realizing they need to leave it's it's kind of like it's your reckoning isn't it it's taking responsibility for your life and so then you've gone through this process where you've stepped into your gifts and you've owned it you've taken full responsibility for your soul's journey on the planet and you've you've put that out there and I think through that process people do get to a point in their healing journey of empowerment and in the in that place of personal empowerment then you step into the real purpose and the real work which is you suddenly getting that message and you're like oh I'm here to help the balance recreate the balance between the masculine and feminine energy and it's like going from that process of cleaning out your karma just stepping into your dharma
0: mm, mm, beautifully said <laughs> so
1: yeah I mean I feel like is there anything that you would like to share as we wrap up the podcast
0: today honestly girlfriend we hit everything this was so fun it was super fun Thank you so I mean, much. I know we could talk for like two hours about aliens, but that could be another. I mean, we didn't
1: really go into aliens, but yes, I'm gonna. I, I'm sure everybody comment on this episode if you would like another episode about aliens. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could just talk about aliens all day. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.